Jesus. You know, one of the things um, before I start the message, the Lord is telling me, uh, some of us, you know, the, the reason we go through these repeated afflictions, same old cycles, there's too many gaps in our lives that we need to close. Uh, it's one thing to come and cry out on Sunday morning, but we'd have to take an audit, close the gaps where the enemy is wrecking a havoc. That's up to us, and the Lord is, was impressing upon me to convey that message. Uh, if you want to see results, start closing the gaps that you're giving enemies open, door, open doors to. Hallelujah. Don't, you know, as Apostle Paul said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. If you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. You will reap destruction. So there is, you know, it's one thing to deceive yourself. So let's not do that. So this morning, I want to talk to you about the seven lampstands, lampstands, living from the perpetual flow of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, I commit this time to thee, Lord. Speak through me, Father. Anoint our ears, our hearts, my tongue. Let the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, cover this time. Have your way, Father. Speak to us through your word in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. So the, see, the Bible says, in all of your getting, get understanding. And so we are here today to get more understanding. You know, it's one thing to play church, just come to church, go through the motions. But we have to press in to get more understanding. Because it is through revelation, it is through understanding of the deeper things of God that you're going to break through. It is through entering into the deep consciousness with God that you're going to attract all that you want to attract. As I mentioned with the, the things that mankind want, health, wealth, good relationships, peace of mind, is all available as you enter into the divine consciousness and divine identity. But until then, you have to keep working out your salvation with fear and trembling. So in all of your getting, we got to get understanding. And so as I was praying, the Lord said, we're going to talk about the seven lampstands today. It's one thing to have this ebb and flow in our spiritual relationship with God. There's highs, there is lows, ups, downs. But God wants the church to operate out of consistency. He wants us to learn how to live from the perpetual flow of the Holy Ghost. We need to learn how to tap in to the lampstand of Jesus Christ. Because there is no shortage of supply in Him. It's like a vast ocean deep reservoir of Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost anointing available without any limitation. There is no drying up the wells of Jesus Christ. It's available for all to drink and be satisfied from. And so we're going to learn today, God willing, how to tap on to this reservoir of the Holy Ghost and live consistently tapping on to this great power. As I mentioned last time, there's peace, there's joy, there's righteousness. When I say righteousness, your mind is aligned in right standing with God, that you know you're a spirit, that you're divine, you're holy, you operate with oneness in God. You operate out of confidence, not condemnation. So the enemy, see, I want to uh, explain to you one thing. This is not an easy task. The, the devil will try everything he can to stop you from getting here. He's okay with us reaching even 
95%. But he doesn't want us to reach the fullness of awakening and enlightenment in Christ Jesus. So until you reach that, you have to fight. The battle is serious. The battle is real. I don't want to come here and say there's no battle. The battle is real. But the power of God is greater. And the power of God is available for all those who will not stop fighting. You have to keep on fighting. You got to fight tooth and nails. You got to do it. You, got, you just can't sit down. You have to fight. You got to be agile. You got to be flexible. You have to fight. It's not going to be the way you think that your spiritual life is going to be. It's dirty. It's messy. But you got to fight. I know we all want a smooth, easy, clean life. Nothing wrong. That will happen in eternity in heaven. Here on earth, it's going to be messy, guys. If you're going to act cute and act all sophisticated, it's not going to work for you. You have to learn to roll up the sleeves. Your hands are going to get dirty here and there. You might have to go down into Egypt before you are called back into Jerusalem. Out of Egypt, I've called my son, the Bible says. There is, this, this is not uh, a straightforward approach as you think. It's not a linear path. You have to take several twists and turns as the Holy Spirit tells you before you get to your promised land. We've been conditioned by the society and education system to follow step one through five before you get there. That doesn't, that doesn't work with Holy Ghost and the way he brings you into full alignment with Christ. You have to be like the wind. The wind blows where it wishes. So it is with everyone born of the Holy Spirit. You have to be so agile and flexible. Pursuing the perfection in the spirit and not worry about the flesh. So seven lampstands living from the perpetual flow of the Holy Spirit. You know, Christ and we are one. We are living beings. We are divine beings. And we could do nothing without. Honestly, we can do nothing substantial or significant without being in divine consciousness. It's one thing to do ministry. I'm seeing so many ministers all over the country, all over the city, who's doing ministry, but it's not proceeding from the center lampstand. You know, even this morning, my cry was, Lord, I don't want to come here and speak a bunch of words. I can give you actually some stellar sermons, if it is devoid of connection with the lampstand of God, it's useless. And I'm not satisfied. I'll, I'll be so depressed if I preached to you this morning just a sermon. I'm flowing from the river of the Holy Ghost right now. I'm just talking to you because there's no satisfaction for me otherwise. I have to be connected to the lampstand. I have to re release an anointing through my sound that will break yokes as you're listening, that as you are uh, sitting sick, you might be healed. I want that kind of a flow of the Holy Ghost. And I know when the virtue is going out of me. I know it. And I, that's when I'm satisfied, when the people are satisfied and the people are transformed. You have to learn to discern the sheep from the goats. There's too much junk, useless stuff out there in the Christian market. My friends, you have to be more discerning. You have to tap into places where there is true anointing. That's where true transformation happens. The rest of them is a waste of your time. 
Just wasting your time. You can sit in church for hours. No transformation will happen. Transformation happens as anointing flows from the throne and breaks this and breaks that and cuts this and cuts that. And it brings you into the one new man in Christ Jesus. Because I played church for years. And I was depressed. It's one thing to worship a far entity called God. And it's another thing to realize that I'm one with God. That I operate in divine consciousness. And all that is written in the scriptures, all the promises of God, are yes and amen for me, for you. So this distant God that the Israelis used to worship from the tabernacle, now in the new covenant is a fire inside you. You have to learn to become united with that flow. So seven lampstands. Let's go to the book of Revelation, chapter 1. Turn with me there, please. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 1, verse 12 through 13. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands, or candlesticks, however you want to call it. And in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. I used to think that this seven golden lampstands and uh, all the accessories of the tabernacle, external entities. You know, when uh, my friends, uh, one of my friends went to Israel and came back, he presented me with this menorah. They call it a menorah. Beautiful to look at. But many people will worship that or light. But little did I know at that time that this is not an external entity. The seven lampstands is a function within you that need to be lit up. Hallelujah. We're going to get into the details. It says, Revelation 4, 5 says, Out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunders and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. So he even says the seven lamps of fire are what? The seven lamps are also what? The seven spirits of God. The seven spirits flow from his presence, which is the center pipe of the lampstand, which is the center pipe. I'm going to show you another picture. That center pipe is nothing but Jesus Christ. From which all other six branches are lit up or flow. So we know that these seven lamps are also called the seven spirits. We get into the detail. So let's get into the detail on the seven spirits. Seven spirits are what? These are not seven different spirits, but seven expressions. Seven expressions flowing through a man or a woman fully aligned with God. So seven lampstands, there's a center pipe, three branches each on the left and the right. The center pipe is Jesus Christ and everything else flowing through him. And when you are fully aligned with God properly, you will express yourself in these seven different functions. What are they? Number one, spirit of love. Not an outward, uh, external, man-made love. This is a true love, a true compassionate heart. A love that looks at each other um, as fellow divine beings at the same time recognizing their depravity, their fallenness in this earth realm. So there is a lot of compassion and adjustment and long-suffering with one another. Yes, I would like Dan Billman to be perfect, but he's not, and I'm not in the flesh. So what do we do? We accommodate one another. We recognize our shortcomings. 
but we know that we are at the same time who? People of divine potential. We are waiting to manifest in the fullness of potential until then we deal with each other, whether it's a husband or wife or brothers or sisters, we deal with each other with kindness, long-suffering. There's a spirit of love. But when you're fully aligned with the center lampstand properly, you'll start to express like this. Number one, in spirit of love. Number two, the spirit of wisdom. This is not normal wisdom. This is wisdom. The Bible calls it witty inventions. You're bring, coming up with great creative knowledge and understanding to bring solutions for mankind. Science and wonders, whether it's a medical field, engineering, education. Science and wonders just don't have to happen in the church. Seeing gold dust is not science and wonder, my friends. When you see a medical breakthrough happening in the medical industry, when you see airplane taking people from London to United States in 30 minutes, you're seeing the great creative power of God moving through man. When you see break, that's is signs and wonders. As men and women operate as conduits, when there is re a cure for cancer. As you all know, my wife overcame a certain type of leukemia several months ago. And she had the strain of uh, leukemia that had 100% cure by God's grace. But someone back in the 60s did clinical trials and research and came up with a solution for that type of cancer. That is a what? Sign and wonder. They actually is nothing but the, the medicine for that she took was called arsenic trioxide. She had to just take 30 days of arsenic trioxide, and the 30 days, the report came clear. But arsenic trioxide, some man, I forget his name, years ago did research and looked at how arsenic trioxide works with these cancer cells. And they found out that they could resolve a cancer called acute promyelocytic leukemia. So what is this? This is not some normal average person doing this. Signs and wonders of God moving through people, forming solutions. And I looked at, looked at, looked at, looked, at, looked up recently, what food items have arsenic? Guess what? Vegetables are high in arsenic. Whether you know it or not, most of the vegetables people partake have arsenic. She just got a higher dose of it, but this is why our Parents tell us to eat the greens, right? Why? There is already God has embedded most of these chemicals in the food. As you partake of it, you daily overcome a lot of these cancerous stuff. Whether you know it or not, I read that there's several cancer cells in many people's body, but it doesn't show up because of the nutrition we do, the, the sunlight we get. The human body just subdues it. So what I'm trying to say is the spirit of wisdom, again, as you flow with the Holy Spirit, starts to bring solutions to mankind. Every solution, Facebook, Amazon, none of these are, you know, you might think this is just an accident. It's not. All of these are witty inventions of man created by God. Google. What is Google? We are, what you used to do, spending months in library, you can just Google right now. It's at your fingertips. Information at your fingertips. As you're sitting, all this air, air medium is filled with Wi-Fi wi signals, electromagnetic radiations. You're not able to see it. Witty inventions of man as he flows with the Holy Spirit. Spirit of wisdom. Spirit of understanding. Spirit of understanding again has to go with the spirit of discernment, able to really discern between good and evil. Too many naive people in America. As Donald Trump said, 
People are trying to be politically correct. You're trying to get this nation being walked as a doormat. Put an end to this. Put a wall. Build borders. Keep the devils out. There's nothing, you don't need to be politically correct, but he's got a spirit of what? Understanding. He's discerning. If you leave this door open, they'll make this worse than the developing countries. I'm serious. There has to be boundaries everywhere. As Donald Trump, as a sire, stands strong and brings, he doesn't care, he brings resolution. He doesn't care what the Democrats say or Republicans say. He's bringing, enforcing divine will in America. He's got what? Spirit of understanding. That the average person is like, he's not operating out of love. Look at all these kids in the detaining camps. I, re I heard yesterday they're playing Xbox and getting fed well. <laughs> America is the only country who does that, I'm telling you. Go to India or somewhere, they treat them like dogs. If you are somewhere illegal over there, they would beat the heck out of you. And here, everybody wants to abuse this nation. But thank God we have a strong president. Yeah. Number four, the spirit of counsel. You know how to handle every situation. Whatever comes your way, you know how to guide through it, navigate through it. Spirit of knowledge, knowledge of the word of God, a deeper understanding on what the deep intricacies of the word means, the mysteries. The spirit of the knowledge, again, is not coming through Bible schools, my friends. If you think I can go, I have many friends who said, I'm going to quit the job, going to take a master's in divinity, but they're wasting their time. Spirit of knowledge doesn't come through reading books, through taking degrees, none of that. The spirit of knowledge comes as you fall face flat on the ground, cry out to the spirit of God and say, Lord, pour out your spirit upon me. I am like a little child who doesn't know how to go out or come in. Like Solomon said, the greatest king who ever lived, Solomon said, I have no wisdom to rule these people. Pour it out, he said. Number six, the spirit of strength, supernatural strength to overcome adversities. Supernatural strength. Many people thought you would be over. You're still here because there's a spirit of strength. They're like, how did you even make it through? Many witches thought I would be over a long time ago. The Lord said, my son, you are now above all that pedestal. They can't even see you anymore. The spirit of strength, supernatural strength to overcome all these terrors and adversities that comes against you. Hallelujah. And finally, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. This is what I was telling you in the beginning. We have to uh, cultivate proper fear for God. There is no fear or, when I say fear, proper respect. There's no proper reverence in many institutions for any of the sacred things anymore. We have to have proper fear and reverence. We got to train our kids. They don't listen, spank them. Get them back. The rod of correction will drive what? The rebellion away. Listen, my friends, be serious. You take ownership of your kids. Don't let them run loose. You advise them when they're young. I've seen a lot of people uh, in this nation just letting the kids loose. You can't. You got to take more serious involvement in the kids' lives. Don't expect them to navigate. It's like sending my two-year-old down um, I-55. 
I'm like, son, go, navigate yourself. Are you serious? You got to talk sense to them. Be real, be, be honestly brutal to them. And tell them, if you go this way, you're going to reap pain and suffering. Go to college, go get a degree. Don't run around the whims and fancies of this world. The times have changed. Agriculture and duck hunting used to give you money back 50 years ago. Go learn what's up to date for this day and age if you want to make a decent living. You know, I've seen a lot of youngsters bend with the whims and fancies of the culture. They said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do farming. They're suffering like anything. They can't keep up with the cost of living. There is big farms and big uh, industries now doing what the average person used to do back then. You can't compete with the, the Walmarts and the McDonald's and the big guys anymore. You got to learn how to navigate through the landscape as times change. Be wise as serpents. Train your kids now so that they have a good... They will say, oh, I don't feel like studying. I don't feel like going to school. Tell them to get their behinds up and go. I'm telling you guys, the parents have to take a serious stand. I don't let my kids lose. They come and tell me all their opinion. I said, if you want to live under my roof, you will listen to me. I'm not here to be in your good books. I know they'll thank me years later. You know, a, a child who goes astray is a pain for the parents later on. It's a pain for the parents later on. Because we are just too nice to the kids or the children at times. No, no, don't let them. They did not. You know, recently the Democrats wanted to get the, uh, the voting election time, the voting age to what, 15 years old. They're saying anyone who is 15 years can start to cast a ballot. Can you believe this? So who, who are they going to vote for? Of course, you know which party they were, the 15-year-olds. There's a reason why this nation had certain age caps for certain functions. Because you have to gain some maturity before you can discern between what's good and evil. But they're trying to take all of that. They're saying you don't need to be a, a U.S. citizen to cast a ballot. How's that going to work? <laughs> all sorts of atrocities. So the spirit of the fear of the Lord brings proper reverence back to God. Train your children to revere God, His Spirit, the Word. They need to know that mom and dad means business. I'm telling you. And you got to be just on their case because otherwise you will cry later. I can tell you that. So these seven lampstands, as I said, has to be aligned with the center pipe. And as I said, this is all a function or expressions happening inside you. These are not external entities. And look at this, the first Corinthians 12, 5 says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which works all in all. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, another the gifts of healing, another the working of miracles, and it goes on. It talks about the seven expressions of the Holy Spirit going forth. As you are fitly joined together in the Spirit with Christ. So the potential for me or you in any area is unlimited as we become one with God. It's unlimited. 
but we have to learn how to flow with the river of the Holy Spirit. So as Michael Rush goes to the conference, he is going to be, has to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. But Michael, I want to tell you, it's going to be a war, meaning you'll have to wage a war. The enemy will try to just kind of make you doubt. He'll say, Michael, you're just going to attend a general conference. But you got promises over this, this cancer field that you're going to come up with something creative, some big solutions. So you, had to, you might not even see this, uh, this next conference that you're going to. Keep pressing. Take one step at a time. He'll show you the light at the end of the tunnel. But every prophecy, every promise we have, we have to wage war. The devil, I, have, I don't know anybody who's got an easy uh, ticket. <laughs> we all had to fight. The potential is unlimited. But we have to learn how to flow with the Holy Spirit. Seven lampstands tightly joined together. So let's talk about the lampstand. The lampstand is made of pure gold and it's made from one piece of metal. It has no joints. If you look at a real menorah from Israel, it has no joints. It is not like one limb branched here or connected here, one limb connected. It's from one piece of metal. It's made of pure gold. A lot of the other uh, previously known equipments in the tabernacle was made of brass, wood, which signifies the human nature. But this lampstand had to be made of pure gold. Gold is pretty much the only metal, or maybe one of the very few metals that I know, is indestructible. Even fire cannot really destroy it. Talks about the purity of your inner man, the inner spirit man in you. And this operation, as you operate as one, brings perfection to the church. When I say per perfection in the spirit. And we can operate in the perfect flow of God as we remain one with him. As I mentioned in the beginning, it is either, it's, it's a do or die situation. It's either in the spirit or in the flesh. Any ministry from the flesh self is dead. We, most of the time, when I'm, uh, before I come to preach, I'm desperately crying, Lord God, please move through me. Because I know I can preach this from my intellect. I can fool you like, a, a, like anybody else. It's easy. But it doesn't satisfy me or you. It will not quench your thirst if I preach from my flesh. But I'm seeing, like I said, if you turn the TV on, go to some conference, filled with ministers who has no anointing whatsoever. When there is no spirit, what is it? It's dead. It is dead. Why do I say that we as preachers take a lot of time to cry out to God before we come to this pulpit? Because we are here to make an impact to the lives of people. And that impact can only come through from the throne of God. God has to flow through me to you and transform me. Feel good messages, feel good this and that. Don't do nothing. Turn your TV off. Don't waste your time. So the lampstand made of pure gold. It had three elements. It had a wick, it had an oil, and then the gold itself. We'll get to the details of that in a second. So the potential is there in every man and woman. But num number one, you have to be lit up. And number two, you have to learn how to flow with that river. Thank you, Lord.
the promise is still standing jesus came the bible says in the book of john chapter 8 verse 12 i am the light of the world he that follows shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life even the first words of god in the face of the earth was what let there be light psalmist says send forth o god your light and your truth unto me one of the main or i would say even actually the main prime goal of god to sending his son was to light up the whole world you might ask light light up to what to enlighten every man and woman to the divine person they are to bring them to the spirit realities of life spirit reality the bible says in the book of john chapter 1 verse 9 it says jesus he was the true light which lights up every man and woman that comes into the world he did not come to build more churches in terms of outward buildings and nice shows and programs he came to light up every man and woman imagine you know i was in a conference in uh, california years ago and uh, one of the very recognized prophets uh, he came up and told to me i said brother i see light flowing all throughout you it's like holes but just light projecting i didn't understand anything at that time when he told me but now i know that as god has engulfed me with his light i can see clearly who i am and what i am supposed to do the true light that lights up every man and woman your goal is the same thing once you become full of the light of god you will light up every man and woman to what to the kings and priests they are to the God, to the divine people people they are to the sons and daughters of god they are look at ephesians 1:18 says i pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what the hope of your calling is and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints we cannot sit still until we get to this final reality something inside you has to get lit up and where you will operate out of no condemnation you are just operating out of joy of the holy ghost because you know you're one with god but this is a big battle the as i said the enemy will try to keep your lights out as much as he can he will bring through uh, unrest in your family community workplace he will continually keep you in a place of chaos and noise so that you can never tap into this inner truth as long as you are always tackling fires and problems you never have time to be congruent with god you know back in the days many of these say, uh, people just went up to the mountains and the monks and all that you know this but that's not what jesus is calling us to either he knows that we are in the world but we are not of the world you have to learn to seclude within this system learn to seclude yourself and come back to god very important exercise because if your inner man is not enlightened all this is futile years of coming to church and all this futile yes it's go- it's good that you are in church however you will not realize your full potential unless you awaken to who you really are a man and a woman of divine and great potential and then as you first you recognize that and then number 2 as you learn to flow with the river your gifts will manifest meaning if you are in the field of science you're going to be bringing inventions if you're in the field of engineering you're going to do that if you're in the field of mechanics you're going to do something creative 
whatever areas God has placed you, as you learn to flow with the river, you're going to bring solutions to mankind. And all that you've seen so far, all the solutions for the world, this all happened as a river flew through people. As I mentioned, God has elected us to enlighten the world. Look at this, uh, Isaiah 42, verse 6. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. He wants to take us to the whole world to light up people, to bring enlightenment to the people as to they have worth, they have value, they have purpose, they have destiny. Their sins are forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. They are not their sin. It was a malfunctioning of their flesh. Now what is the solution? They can be born again. And he has enlightened us, or he has elected us to enlighten the world. He also calls us, you are the light of the world. As I mentioned, we live in a spiritual world. This is not easy as you think, right? Many preachers come and talk about this truth and think as if osmosis is going to happen. The devil's going to fight to keep you out of the light. You might have a glimpse of the light as you're sitting in the church, but you'll have to learn how to sustain it, keep the fire burning. Because everything, every living thing is in a constant state of receiving and radiating energy. I can know people who spend time with God versus the ones who spend, uh, not spend time with God. Why? Because they are radiating vibes. Some people are dead as bones uh, and some people are alive. The minute you connect with them, oh, suddenly there's a spring of life. Good vibes, they call it. So there's light and darkness. Light is rooted in what? In love. Darkness is rooted in fear. When you are really tackling anxieties and um, fear and depression, know this, there's dark energy of the devil around you. And you have to find a way to snap out of it. How do you find you? This is how I usually do it. I'll tap on to another saint, another prayer partner. We have to learn to share each other's burdens in this fashion. Your goal mainly is to, to feel or to experience a oneness again. Jesus, you know, he was devastated the minute he lost that oneness experience with God. He said, Father, why have you forsaken me? He said, I don't care about the cross and all that. I can't experience this devastating feeling of not feeling God anymore. You should be in a, you know, in a, in a desperate state if you come to that place of, I'm just living the life. I'm just living the rut. Yeah, existence. Don't be satisfied. You have to fight and find a way to return back to the lover of your soul. You have to experience the spirit. You have to exp That's why we are sitting in this church. There's so many churches on Getwell Road. The reason we sit here, we experience the anointing. We experience the spirit. We are not satisfied without experiencing the energy of the Holy Ghost. It feels good, man. Some people say, oh, they are a bunch of people who are going by feelings. Yes, I love feelings. Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with feelings. Why don't you eat some food without salt and uh, uh, uncooked stuff? Why? Because it feels good to put salt on the food, right? 
I don't know what these people are saying. They have a bunch of people who want feelings. Yes, absolutely. There is feelings. There is blessings. There is prosperity. The whole package is in the gospel. Can't take one or the other out. Jesus. You attract the experiences and relationships that match your frequency. When I say match your frequency, if you're walking with God in alignment, you're going to attract that. And you're going to repel all those who are not doing that either. You know, you're like, eh. I love, see, there's a difference between love and being wise. I love certain people, but I'm just going to still keep a gap. I know they're not in the same frequency as I am. Am I going to pray for them? Absolutely. But you're not going to be in my inner circle and contaminate me. Simple. I'm very selfish when it comes to the presence of God. <laughs> you got to be zealous. The Bible says, the zeal for his house has consumed me, Jesus said. Do we, are your zeal has to be first for your relationship with God. Then comes everybody else. Love God first, then love your neighbor. But still, don't forsake the neighbor, I'm telling you. But you need to protect the anointing. You need to learn to preserve the anointing. Do not squander it. Do not let it slip out. You need to preserve it. There's nothing more precious than the anointing of the Holy Spirit. As I said, there's peace, there's joy, there's wisdom. There's this whole clarity on how to navigate through life when you're flowing with the river. It's a beautiful place. John 7, 37, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out. He said, if anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Everyone say rivers. Rivers, rivers of living water. We know these verses, but why is this not a reality for many of us? We've experienced ebbs and flows, as I said. We might have experienced these rivers at one instance in the conference, but then boom, you are in a black hole again. You're like, what's going on? And that's why, again, the seven lampstands is connected. I want to teach you how to learn to operate consistently out of this flow. Because there's no cessation or stoppage of divine life flowing. We have to allow, allow God consistently into our consciousness more and more. Because why? The reverse of living water has been already deposited in every living being. You'll have to stir it up and let it flow. And I'm going to show you how to stir this up. Because whenever you find yourself in a tight spot, you, you, you'll see how to get out of that as well. And as a spiritual tight spot where you're like, I don't feel it. I don't experience. I'm dry. I'm feeling weak. But the reverse has, has already been deposited in, the living, in, in every believer. The Bible says, he, whoever believes in me. But then bringing it out requires your cooperation. Thank you, Lord. And it says many in Mark 6, verse 2, and many hearing Jesus were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? They were all amazed at the way Jesus was flowing. There was no man in Israel who flew like this. This man is operating out of just great wisdom. The stuff that comes out of his mouth 
full of grace, full of truth. Even his naysayers had to accept him. And says, what wisdom is this which is given to him? That such mighty works are performed by his hands. People are amazed. The reason I bring this up is we'll have to be connected to move in the amazement that God wants to reveal through us. In Acts 6.10, we see about Stephen, who spoke with such wisdom that those who were resisting could say nothing. They were not able to resist the wisdom by which he spoke, the Bible says. Incredible manifestation of the spirit of wisdom flowing through a man. As he is connected with the center pipe. As I mentioned, the, it all starts with as you become born again. As you are born again, these deposits are given to each one of us. If you are baptized in water and have believed in Christ and have committed your life, there is these deposits already inside you waiting to be revealed. He wants us, to, or the whole mankind, this is not just reserved for Israel or the born again people, the whole world, he wants us to be cleansed and purified of all that is not our true nature. What's our true nature? Who are we? We are children, we are, we are sons and daughters of God. We are divine beings. And when we act uh, uh, contrary to this nature, it's called sin. And again, the sin is paid at the cross. Let's not be too hyper-focused on man's shortcomings, but know that it is paid at the cross. Let's focus on how can I be more aligned with my divine true nature? How can I work it out? How can I act it out? Sin condemnation should not be part of your body anymore or part of your mind because you are now focused on living out your true nature, your true self, your inner core spirit. You are not a flesh. Hallelujah. So the first birth you had was a human one, an intellectual and physical being. But the second birth, which we call as born again, is the transformation and translation of the human part of you to a higher plane of consciousness. This is why it's so important the church and we as leaders and men and ministers of God, we have to work up our consciousness level to knowing who we really are. It's very important to fight for this. You have to daily grow up into the truth. You know, when I wake up, I say, I'm righteous, I'm holy, I'm divine, I'm redeemed. I tell myself these things, I, I affirm myself. After seven or eight hours of sleep, as I'm waking up, my flesh has limitations. But then I remind myself, I make declarations in the atmosphere that I'm righteous, I'm a spirit. I, I just remind myself who I am, I, I speak that out loud. I say, Yahweh is my shepherd. He's the author and perfecter of my faith. I'm a righteous person. I'm not my sin. And I just speak the blood of the Lamb to all my uh, things in my home. So my wife be covered, my children be covered, every, every furniture be covered, my cars be covered by the blood of the Lamb. Seal this place. But who am I? I'm righteous. I smear the doorpost of my home with the blood of Jesus Christ. I know I live in a battlefield. But I know I'm victorious as well. And I just got to remind myself and declare it out. Confess with your mouth. The devil wants to keep us uh, quiet as well. He doesn't like us to speak out. Just keep it in your mind. No, no, no. Speak it out loud. Let there be this, I don't know what you call it, this expression coming out of you. 
You know, a lot of you uh, people are very good at, you know, expressing. But some of you who are quiet, learn to express out. Let it come out. There's a deliverance, there's a release. As you jump, as you shout, as you clap. The devil don't like it. Just do it. Just watch and see what happens. So he wants the human race to be cleansed and purified of all that is not representative of our true nature. So he doesn't want the drug addict to remain that way. He doesn't want the inner cities to remain that way. Because these are people with great potential. They are people of God, but they are in darkness. He wants light bearers like us with the anointing to step in and bring light. This is why we see a lot of evangelism and ministry in the inner Nothing happens. There's no anointing. That's why. There's no transformation if you're doing ministry without the anointing. It requires men and women of God who have sat in the presence and prepared in the suffering of life, whose life is an altar of God. They, we require such men and women, generals, to go out there and bring shifts. Too many easygoing, shallow Christians trying to do ministry. There is no transformation. This is continuing about how when you are standing with, in alignment with God. Luke 21, 15 says, I'll give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. Why? We, we speak out of authority and conviction because it flows out of the Spirit of God. God told Joshua, no man will be able to stand against you. Not even a dog will bark against you any days of your life. That's the power of the anointing. There's an immunity. So, you know, when kings and ambassadors of different nations go to different countries, they have immunity. They're not like the average person. Similarly, we as kings and priests have spiritual immunity. We are protected from many evils that the world is going through. Daniel 12, verse 3, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. God wants people who will do His work. I'm not trying to tell this to you as a shortcut for manipulating God, but I'll tell you what. People who are set on the work of God are the people who are blessed. If you are engaged... And if your passion in life is to win souls for God, you are going to be prosperous in every fashion. I'll tell you that. The devil will throw this and that at you, but you're going to win. Your generation is going to be blessed because God wants men and women who are kingdom builders. Very important. It's not enough to be, you know, supporting the Republican Party and and supporting this cause and that, he wants us to be actively engaged in winning souls. It's a heart of God, and he, he puts a special protection over you when you are set. Your agenda is set on this. And pure, you have to have pure motives too. This is not to make money. This is not to get some easy living. But you have, you have caught a glimpse of the vision of God, and you are contagious about that. You're like, God... I, my heart breaks when I see people suffering, when men and women are behind jail and prison. A true heart wants to win others, as Daniel said, to righteousness. So man, I want to talk to you about this, so how do you light the lampstands? Most of the time, 
as i said you are, once you're born again you already have the spirit of god the deposit the reverse in you you can connect back to god by making a mental adjustments to yourself this is why jesus after even long hours of ministry he would seclude from everybody he'll seclude he will just go isolate himself into a mountain top by the river side you'll have to learn to reset like this it's very important the biggest asset you have is quietness you have to practice being still and processing the thoughts and revelations of god it's a big exercise my friends being busy is one thing but you have to learn even keep your books away keep your books away and keep your bibles away you have to learn to pray one on one with the spirit just rehashing and reprocessing some of those revelations of righteousness it takes a lot of mental process just like a computer gets processing behind the scenes your mind has to be processing the thoughts of righteousness you had this is called some mental exercise that happens as about proverbs 23 verse 7 as a man thinks so is he we turn the life current of god by our thoughts and by our words so thoughts is very important that's why apostle paul puts emphasis he says casting down imaginations mental processing going on it doesn't just happen like that when a bad thought comes it doesn't dissolve into thin air you have to cast it down and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god bringing into captivity every thought obedient to christ so the rivers of living water many a times are under a heap of ruins in your life because it's too many other thoughts you have to cast down these trash that is in your mind as a man thinks so is he the mental connection is important revelation 25 talking about how to get lit up again remember therefore from where thou art fallen and repent so jesus says there were some churches again churches is really if you go deep into it he's talking about the several expressions within a person and he says repent from where thou art fallen do the first works or else i will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick or lampstand out of your place except you repent i'm going to break this down number one these people which has happened in the christian church by and large we have fallen from our divine natures and consciousness into the lower nature we are acting like average people average people no power nothing i come i'll go and i'll go back to work just a rut you are now in the lower plane you are called to the higher plane you are a real higher being but your mind is so filled with junk you are not even able to decipher who you are so god said repent from where thou art fallen that's number one step repent means what we must make our way back to god we need to spend all our energy to restore that connection that was lost don't sit there and say oh this is how it is i don't feel anything this is tough I feel depressed i feel this no 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 now your your cooperation is required here he says we must make our way we must make our way back to god it requires your cooperation your energy get back into prayer as i mentioned get back into the quiet place 
get back or connect with the prayer part. That's what I do usually. So daily is a battle to keep myself lit. I need to trim the wicks, make sure the oil is there. What I do is I connect with my prayer partners. Whether it's my wife or my mentors, my prayer partners, I daily connect. This is absent in the Christian realm by and large. I say, I don't see. Now, you know, on Sundays we come, we have prophetic prayers. and It's good. You need to have some trusted accountability partners and prayer partners you can pray with daily. Pick up the phone or meet. Encourage one another. Pray. People who are dynamites in the spirit, tap onto them. It's like cutting off a tree. It doesn't happen one day, my friends. Every day as you cut, 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 some of these deep strongholds are going to break. But you got to be at this case. You got to be at it. That's my wife. I'm persistent about this. I'll be connecting with five or six of my prayer partners daily. I'm desperate. I don't care about anything else, really, seriously. I want my connection with God to be bright, flaming brightly. Because I know all my blessings are flowing from there. As I'm connected with God, I attract health, wealth, peace, prosperity, promotion, whatever I need is in the kingdom of God. So I want to keep myself stayed on Him. My mind stayed on Him. And I know one of the techniques is connect with other prayer partners. People in the spirit. And I do it daily. I have no shame. Back in the days, I used to even call TB and prayer lines consistently. I'll just call. Say, hey, what do you want? Hey, let's pray. You know, let's pray, break off some strongholds and break off this. They have no problem. They call us back anytime. There's 24 hour prayer lines. What is your priority, my friends? My priority is the kingdom of God. I have no shame in receiving prayer. I have no shame in pressing on in the spirit. I have no shame. So repent, number one, we must way, make our way back to God. Get back to connection with saints, get back to prayer. This is again, now you need to understand, before doing any external works first, Jesus said repent first. Get your, repent is nothing but not beating yourself for your sin. Find your way back to the spirit. Meaning your inner man again has to be connected back to the divine confidence and excellence. Saying, yeah, oh, it's okay, it's all is good, all is well. It is well with my soul because I'm a spirit. What I did as a sin is under the cross. That was on me, that was a malfunctioning of my flesh. There it go. Con I'm uniting back again with the Holy Spirit. And then he says, change from taking the lower nature and strive toward it. Recently, the Lord told me one word. He said, F O C U S, focus. So my son, there will be too many distractions. Focus on the spirit realm. They will tell you, you are this, you are that, you are this, you are evil. You are... Don't worry, focus on the spirit. You are pure, you are holy, you are righteous. They will try to, try to throw dirt at you from all sides. But you focus. He gave me this word clearly. Focus. If you want to get to the next level, you got to be tenaciously focused, disciplined. This game requires focus and discipline. Focus on the spirit realm. Keep all those phone calls out. Keep the distractions out. Decline when you see nonsense calls coming to your uh, phone. Because you have to change from the lower nature and strive toward the higher nature. Because you are not your lower nature, Dan or me. We are not our lower natures. 
who are we? We are divine beings. We got to strive toward the higher. And then he says, after you become aligned with the spirit, then do the works. We got the other way around sometimes. We all are busy doing the works, but our spirit is not aligned with the spirit of God. We, don't, we feel guilty and condemned, but I'll still serve my sister in that condemnation. There is not much efficiency or efficacy in that approach. I had to first take time to get clear with God. My spirit has to be flowing freely. And then when I do the works, there is power. Because I'm operating out of freedom. I'm operating out of the crown of God on my head. A crown of pure gold. That I'm holy. I'm righteous. I'm blemishless. I'm redeemed. I'm called an elect of God. Come on, Chris. Thank you, Jesus. And he says about the candlesticks at the end. He says, if you don't repent, I will remove the candlestick or lampstand out of the place. What does that mean, getting the candlestick removed? So if you don't take, I don't want to make it too religious or uh, fearsome here. What Jesus is saying is, if you don't take the time to align with the spirit, when the flame of the, in the inner man goes out, you are in a dark place. You do not know God. You are fearful. You are anxious. You are depressed. This is when the, when the candlestick goes out, the lampstand goes out, you are like Samson whose hair was cut. Dark place. You're like an average person. No power. No sensing of God. You can come sitting here. I don't feel the presence of God anymore. That's because the candlestick has been gone. The seven lampstands within you has to be lit up as you diligently press on through prayer, through connecting with the saints. Come on, let's stand up. Thank you, Jesus. Let's ask the Lord for a holy fire from heaven above. See, back in the tabernacles, the fire would fall from heaven and will light up the altar. And all the Israelis would fall down face and say, there is God in this place. You know, while we were praying before, the Lord showed me tongues of fire flying all over the building, sitting on every, every vessel that is desperate for it. Jesus, they Hallelujah, Father. Jesus, glory and honor and praise and might and wisdom all belongs to you, Yahweh. Elohim, the true God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray for your healing upon everyone who needs healing this morning, especially healing of the spirits, healing of the emotions. To, I pray, Lord, that you will put your crown of pure gold upon these sons and daughters who feel they are inferior, who feel they are not valued. Show them, Lord, that they are precious in your sight. 